Sabah al-Yasmin, Sabah al-Khair. You're joining us again on Radio Al-Hara for a morning show on food. And today our guest is chef and linguist Nahid Al-Far. Nahid, Sabah al-Khair. Sabah al-Nur, Chef Fadi, Kif Halak. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Nahid, you are in the UK. You practice as a linguist and you've started this passion for food, which I think is fantastic. But it all started when you were much younger. So can we go first to young Nahid in her mother's kitchen and you tell us about your relation with food? Yes, Fadi. Growing up, watching my mother cooking and baking every day from scratch influenced me enormously. Uh, Although she worked as a full-time teacher, now, of course, she's retired. She was a maths teacher. She was very organized, and she had a big freezer, and she had a big pantry with everything in it. She used to prepare everything from jameed, grains, jams, pickles. So uh, I was influenced by her cooking, and she cooked genuine Palestinian dishes like Romania. Imagine I was 10 year old or even younger and I was a big fan of Romania or as my mother calls it, Habit Romane. Uh, I think you know Habit Romane, it originated from Lid and Yafa, that is cities of my grandparents and parents. Uh, Habit Romane is a combination of wonderful uh, vegetarian dishes. It has brown lentils, it has aubergines, uh, it has garlic, olive oil, pomegranate juice, pomegranate molasses, lemon juice, all the things I like, actually. This dish bursts with flavors, uh, with Palestinian flavors, with very simple ingredients. Imagine, Fadi, using three or four simple ingredients and making this amazing, delicious dish, which can be eaten with uh, warm khubas, which I'm in love with. Fadi, I used to come from school or university or work and stand by my mother watching her uh, while she was preparing those Palestinian great dishes while chatting to her about my day or about uh, what happened with me during the day. And I used to learn. I never cooked big dishes, only small one side dishes, but I learned a lot from her. And I noticed how good food uh, is so inviting for families and friends. So I learned from her from a young age how food can influence families. And when it was the time to leave home and come to the UK, I remember Fadi, she bought me a small book with the traditional dishes, mostly Palestinian, which we all make at home. I remember... Uh, her flicking through the book and she noticed that Hilbe, the dessert, the fenugreek seeds dessert, was missing. So she wrote it with her neat handwriting at the back of the book. And I still adore this book and still refer to it every now and then. I remember we bought it from El Balad from downtown for one dinner, but it's very precious to me. Nahid, you're talking about halva, you're talking about something that's very close 
to my heart. I try and not eat too many sweets, but hilba seems to be one that I can never, ever, ever resist. It's a delicious way of fusing fenugreek and... You know, I my family lived in India for a while. My my grandfather and grandmother and, and my father was born in India. And so I that came back into the family with the using of fenugreek for salted dishes, savory dishes. Um and in Palestine we mainly use it for, for sweets. Um so it's it's fantastic. Um but about transmission. Rumania is, is fantastic. As you're saying, it's simple, it's full of flavor, and then there's this kick of acidity, which is just wonderful. What you're saying about transmission is, is important because I always say the guardians of our cuisine were the women of Palestine. Recipes ways of cooking, ways of kneading the bread. You're talking about the chubas, it's how we knead the bread. All of this was transmitted through our mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and that's how we preserved our cuisine. Today you're doing the same with your daughters in the diaspora. And that's where there's this whole dimension of how important it is to preserve our cuisine wherever we are. Yes, Fadi, and that's the story behind Cooking Journey. When I moved to the UK, I genuinely felt homesick. I missed my family, my friends, my work at the Arab Bank. And at this point, when I was here in the UK, my interest in cooking Palestinian food started. Uh, I started cooking my mom's dishes, my grandmother's dishes the dishes that she used to make and cook for us when we were growing up. I missed my family so much, and because of this, I tried hard to create the same atmosphere for me and for my daughters. So it was very important for me to relive my childhood memories back home through my grandmothers, my grandmothers, both of them actually, and my mother's dishes. So I got my passion for food from my mother and my grandmothers, and I felt uh, so passionate to transfer these skills and these recipes and stories to my daughters. I feel so proud now when my daughters come back from school and I'm cooking something, uh, for example, kishik or vine leaves, anything, they would say, Mama, it smells like Tata's house. How amazing is this? Fadi, you should teach me how to use fenugreek uh, for salted dishes and savory dishes. It sounds amazing and so delicious. It'll be a pleasure to teach you how to use fenugreek for salty dishes. It's quite easy. Add it to the part, the Palestinian part, uh, before, and it just gives it this other dimension. The magic of Teta's house. It is amazing. Teta is always special. Um, I, I totally understand your daughters. I was lucky to have one of my Tetas. The, the other I didn't get to know, 
but my dad, I grew up in her kitchen, and that's how my passion for food started. Tata's houses are, are particular, that there's something magic about it. <clears throat> but so we're talking about your daughters when they come home. What are you cooking for your daughters? What did you cook yesterday? You won't believe it, Fadi. Yesterday, my daughters asked me to make malfouf for them, cabbage, and uh, we rarely find the original back home cabbage in the normal supermarkets like Asda, Tesco's, etc. So I had to go to a Turkish shop, which is not far from my house. And I was so lucky to find the, a huge one, the original one, which is very easy to prepare. It's not like the curly ones that you find here in the UK. And I prepared malfouf with them, for them for, with lots of garlic, lemon juice, cumin. Oh, they adore it. I stuffed the cabbage leaves with minced meats, rice, cumin, and uh, I like to put some herbs. I put some parsley, uh, some semne and a bit of oil, stuffed them, and then uh, cooked them with lots of lemon juice, garlic, uh, salt, black pepper, and cumin. Oh, <laughs> they wipe the dishes. Ned, it's funny. Malfouf is one of my favorites, actually. I can eat a whole pot of malfouf. But you just said a magic word, samna. So for our listeners, samna is ghee, is, is clarified ghee. But samna is that little touch of magic that makes most Palestinian dishes elevate to another level of taste. I, I love samna. So you use samna, you're using all these Palestinian produce in the UK. When you cook for people that are not Palestinian, what's the reaction? How do they perceive our food? Uh, actually, my Arab friends and my British friends and my Welsh friends uh, all of them love our food. Although they eat all, they always eat sfiha, kebab, uh, bamia uh, in the restaurants here, whether Turkish or Lebanese or Syrian restaurants. Uh, they always ask me to do these dishes for them because they feel that I present things in a different, unique way. In a, in unique, I use unique twists to cook, bake, and present uh, my food, uh, such as the uh, fadi. I think you, of course, you know it, the sfiha uh, yafawiya. They eat sfiha at restaurants, but our sfiha is different. It's full of flavors. It's presented nicely. It bursts with uh, different flavors and tastes. And uh, its spiral shape is unique. My Welsh friends always ask me to prepare it for them. Our sfiha is different. Sfiha yafawi is fantastic. So, Nahid, you, you work as a linguist also. 
how, how do you combine those two? Because language and food are very much linked. They're pillars of our identity as humans. They're also ways of being able to understand other cultures. How do you combine all of this? Of course, Fadi, language and food are very much related. They're actually key elements to learn and understand any culture. While language is the verbal element, food is nonverbal. And as they say, uh, food is an international language which everyone understands and comprehends. It's through taste. So uh, that's the beauty of food, is that it's a language of its own. It's a love language, actually. Uh, It speaks for itself. Food tells stories, food keeps our memories alive, uh, it transmits culture and capture nice memories. Since I came to the UK, Fadi, I realized that language and food are very important uh, in order to stay attached and connected to our home, to Palestine and to Uh, our relatives. So I was keen to uh, teach my daughters Arabic in order to understand the culture back home and to uh, teach them and make them love our cuisine because it represents us. It's our roots. Speaking of memories, you came to Palestine a few times. How was it to come back to the place your family was originally from and were made refugees in 48. To be honest with you, Fadi, it was uh, a very overwhelming experience. Uh, I had lots of emotion on that day, especially when I visited uh, my parents' city, Lid. Uh, uh, we managed to visit lots of cities, Jerusalem, Jaffa, Lid, Nablus, Ramallah. But when we entered Alid, I was very emotional, uh, especially because my parents uh, hadn't been there for a long time, since 1948. My father was five years old, I think, when he left Alid uh, and Palestine, and my mother was two. And uh, we tried to ask some people there who were passing by about Alfa family and where they used to reside and their house. So while we were asking some people, we met a man in his 70s, in his late 70s, actually, on his bike. He was very fit and uh, um, very active. And amazingly enough, he knew my grandfather and my family's house. And uh, he took us uh, there. We saw it. But of course, it was occupied by other people. It was taken and we couldn't enter the house, but we had some pictures uh, from the outside. Then this man, he was very generous and kind. He invited us to his house and he served us supper. Oh, <laughs> the trip, it was very emotional and uh, very beneficial to me and my daughters as if they went back to their roots. Sabr. The old house, that's our identity. That's the plight of people under occupation where 
a lot of families like yours had to leave their homes. But you're keeping it alive, and you're keeping it alive with your daughters. And in your list of cities, I didn't hear Bethlehem. So you have to come back, and you have to come back to Bethlehem. And we'll cook together in Bethlehem. Of course, Fadi. Of course I have to come to Bethlehem. We were in a rush last time, and I didn't have time to explore all uh, Palestine's beautiful cities, but definitely uh, next time Bethlehem will be on the top of my list, and uh, I'll, I, I need to eat your food and to eat at your restaurants and maybe cook together. Yeah, can't wait. Of course, Nayad, we'll cook together. Cooking journey meets Bethlehem's Fauda, and we can do something fantastic. Thank you for having been with us on the show today. It's really great to have your story and your insight, and I hope you go on doing the fantastic work you're doing. Of course, Fadi, we will cook together, inshallah. And uh, hopefully my next supper club will be in Bethlehem. I've done one in Cardiff just before COVID-19, actually, and then everything had to stop. So I can't wait to resume my Palestinian, Jordanian supper clubs here in Cardiff. And next time, hopefully, it will be in Bethlehem. It was a pleasure talking to you today, Fadi. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for your hard work, for your commitment, and uh, for doing so much for the Palestinian cuisine and the people of Palestine. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for raising the level of Palestinian food, of sharing Palestine's best in Cardiff and around you. Really, thank you so much. We're very proud of what you're doing and keep on going.